Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. We've been told, rightfully so, that assertive communication is the best way to get our ideas across and to build bridges. But what if our assertiveness causes hurt feelings or frustration in others? Or what if we're trying to communicate with someone who has a different communication style and we seem to just be talking past each other? Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Wu. Every week, I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Today, let's learn how to navigate different communication styles with some advanced tips, including the most powerful communication tool of all, listening. Recently, a savvy psychologist listener named Michael H. from Ohio contacted me with a question about communication styles. He wrote, I recently fell out of a relationship, and during the breakup, when my partner told me that my assertive communication style often made her feel guilty, I felt terrible that my words made her feel bad about herself. I thought being direct and honest with my feelings was for the betterment of the relationship, but only now do I see that I fail to properly bridge the gap between our communication styles. While it breaks my heart knowing I cannot go back to fix things between us, how can I better prepare myself for partners down the road? First of all, Michael, I want to say to you, I'm so sorry to hear about your breakup, but I can tell that your soul-searching and openness to growth will be wonderful assets in future relationships. And thank you very much for your very thoughtful question. Second, I must admit that this question really stumped me at first. If you've listened to the Savvy Psychologist podcast before, you know that I'm all about assertive communication which means to express your feelings and needs honestly and directly. It's one of the most important skills that we therapists teach for improving relationships. There's a generally acknowledged belief that if we could all learn to be assertive instead of passive or aggressive, or worst, passive-aggressive, there will be a lot less misunderstanding, resentment, and unnecessary conflict. But Michael has a really good point. What if being assertive misses the mark? What if communication styles just don't match between two people? What if not everyone responds positively to what we think is assertiveness? After some research and much reflection, I think I've got a few good answers for Michael and anyone else feeling stuck in unproductive communication patterns with anyone important in their life. And these include one answer that seems obvious now, but I really hadn't expected to find. Without further ado, let's dive in to some tips on how to bridge communication gaps. Tip number one is that different relationships 
call for different communication strategies. One therapist mantra that supersedes even the assertiveness is good rule is this. Flexibility is key. Just like a fluffy, bejeweled unicorn costume might dazzle at an EDM concert, but not so much at a job interview, communication strategies need to be tailored to the occasion too. In most situations, assertive communication is a good bet. Whether you're trying to solve a conflict at work or figure out the chore wheel with a roommate or let your partner know that they have hurt your feelings, being clear and honest helps to avoid misunderstandings and allows you to be true to yourself. On the other hand, being passive can lead you to feeling resentful because you didn't get what you need, while being aggressive tends to push people away. And being passive-aggressive just leaves everybody feeling annoyed and unfulfilled. But timing matters. And when the timing is bad, one perfectly good option is to not say anything at all. If you see that your partner is extremely upset right now, they might not be able to hear your assertive communication, however honest and authentic it might be. Wait for the emotional temperature to cool down before you dive into the deep end. And context matters too. Let's say you're upset about something insensitive that your manager said. Going straight over her head to her boss might land poorly, even if you phrase your assertiveness really well. Now you've embarrassed someone who could have become your ally if only you'd spoken to them first. In other words, it's not just how you say it, it's when and in what situation you say it. The best way to keep on track is to ask yourself, what am I trying to achieve with this assertive communication? Is now the best time and is here the best place to achieve that goal? And by the way, before you kick yourself for having put your foot in your mouth recently, the great thing about communication is that it's an ever-evolving thing in any relationship. Things said can't be unsaid, but you can always make amends or practice different phrasing. So don't be too hard on yourself yet. Tip number two for bridging communication gaps is to realize that you may not be coming across the way you intended. Direct and honest are good. Both are important parts of being assertive. But these core elements need some support too, from compassion, vulnerability, authenticity, and graciousness. Now see if you can tell the difference between these two sentences. Sentence number one. You're being passive-aggressive right now and it's not helping the situation. Sentence number two. To be honest, I'm feeling a little confused and frustrated because I can't tell what's on your mind. Could you help me understand? Now why is that second sentence just a little bit more palatable? Well, if someone is being passive-aggressive or passive, it might be because they're feeling vulnerable or threatened or insecure. And if you can help them feel safer in that moment, they'll be much more willing to talk openly. Now, here's how you can apply that to different situations, too. First, speak about your experience. For example, with sentences that start with, I noticed, I feel, or I wonder or I think, instead of labeling the other person. For example, you're acting like, or you're being, or you're thinking. 
and make sure they know that you're on the same team and that they matter to you, even if you're in a disagreement right now. And last but not least, be gracious. Be ready to admit your role in the conflict, because after all, it takes two to tango, and make sure to give credit to the other person's efforts, even if you don't think those efforts are very effective right now. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley. For the love of home. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Now, my favorite tip for today is tip number three, which is that there are listening styles too. Now, this is a real secret to really leveling up your communication style, no matter whom you're interacting with. Often, When we think of communication styles, we think only of how we speak. But communication is a two-way street. It's not just about what comes out of our mouths. It's also about what comes into our ears. And that's why being a good listener allows a salesperson to sell more stuff and makes a therapist good at helping people gain insight. Now, have you ever been part of a conversation or watched one happening where what's coming out of one person's mouth is clearly not what the other person is hearing? Now, is that the speaker's fault or the listener's? We often don't acknowledge that the listener has at least some of the responsibility. And that's because the listener's listening style, their attitudes, their motivations, biases, and goals affects whether the message gets lost in transit or gets jumbled up somehow. For example, when you're knitting a scarf and hear someone say, what are you doing? You might be hearing, stop that, you're ruining it. Or, wow, that's a cool technique. And which of these two you're hearing depends on whether you're feeling defensive or proud of your knitting skills. So minding our listening styles is just as important as minding our speaking style. Now let's run through four common listening styles and see which one really resonates with you. Style number one, task-oriented. The focus here is on what action needs to be taken. You are mostly listening for concrete information about how to solve a problem or complete a task. If you have this style, you might get frustrated when someone doesn't get to the point quickly or spends time talking about emotions or abstractions. Style number two is the critical style. 
The focus here is on dissecting and critiquing the speaker's message. Someone listening with this style is evaluating whether they trust the speaker, like a politician, for example, perhaps trying to find holes in their logic or inconsistencies in their claims. Style number three is the analytical style. The focus here is on understanding complex information. So listening to a professor's lecture, for example, requires this style. You're trying to gather and make sense of a lot of new information, so this style is patient and methodical. Style number four is the relational style. The focus is on empathy, on trying to understand the speaker's emotions and perspective. When listening with this style, you're not judging the speaker for the soundness of their logic or trying to glean instructions. Instead, you're prioritizing personal connection in the moment. Again, flexibility is key. If you're the quarterback and your coach is calling a play with 10 seconds left on the clock, you better be in task-oriented listening style. Just know what you're supposed to do. If someone's trying to recruit you into a cult, you might want to be in critical listening style before selling off your possessions and following them into the woods. But in daily life, when we get into miscommunication tangles with our closest friends and family, your best bet is always to start with a relational style of listening. If your partner just got home from a rough day, they probably want your empathic ear more than your problem-solving instructions. If your friend feels slighted by something you said, listen with a relational style first to understand where they're coming from instead of trying to catch them being irrational. When in doubt, listen to the other's perspective and feelings. Because when we listen for action items or logical inconsistencies, that's what we pay attention to at the expense of compassion. And it's never too early in a conversation to have some compassion. So my challenge to you today is to notice your own listening styles. Are you flexible depending on the situation? Do you gravitate towards one versus the other? Do some people in your life bring out certain listening styles in you? And are there cultural influences on your listening or speaking style? Remember not to be judgmental as you consider these questions. Nobody's perfect. And there's no such thing as perfect communication anyway. The great thing about communication is that it's an ever-evolving thing in a relationship. Things said can't be unsaid, but you can always make amends or practice different phrasing. And of course, you can always just sit back and listen. Thank you so much for listening to The Savvy Psychologist, pun absolutely intended here. Let's continue the conversation on social media. You can find me on Facebook and on Twitter. I'm at JadeWooPhD and also at QDT Savvy Psych. We can also keep in touch through the Savvy Psychologist newsletter. Savvy Psychologist is audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg and edited by Beata Santora. As always, Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you again for joining me, and I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind.
Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.